Manimal here. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, and today on a very special Hall of Fame edition of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I were going to get all that league news out of the way first so we could focus in on Adrian Beltre being inducted into the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about those that are going in with him. We're also going to continue our name game. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You know what? Just before I tell you guys where you can find me on social media, let me tell you that your Texas Rangers are the defending World Series champions, and we can't wait to raise that banner on opening day. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on our website. That is www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. That's all one word, too. Yeah, just one word. And joining me, my co-hosts, plural, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull, a.k.a. Bull Knight. And we also have the 25-pound growing like a weed manimal, little Baron hanging out as well. Baron is doing great, but Bull, how you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on socials? Hey, I'm, I'm doing good as well. It's a big day for the Texas Rangers organization today. Um uh, so we'll talk about that. That's why we're um, a little bit late today. We uh, made sure that we w- w- that we uh, were on late enough to talk about the goings on from today. So mm-hmm. um, we're we're doing good over here at uh, the Casa de Mani Mall. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Bull Knight, he's ready for a big show, I guess. Uh, let everybody know first off that uh, on Twitter you can find me Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal three hundred, and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. If you uh, want to talk some Rangers, hit me up on whatever platform you enjoy the most over there. I've I've got something for it. Well, before we get to the good, news, <clears throat> you want some breaking news? Give me some. Oh, give me some breaking news. Um. The Milwaukee Brewers are finalizing a two-year, $34 million deal with an opt-out of the first season with first baseman Reese Hoskins. Ooh, that gummit, man. How much, though? Two years, $34 million opt-out? Two years and 34 yeah. I mean, hmm. for a guy that was going to probably DH here, I, I imagine he wants to play as much uh, first base as he possibly can. The Brewers have that opening. Uh, for him to do that, and uh, it makes sense for him. He has uh, one year to come back and kind of show what he can do and maybe get himself a a bigger contract next year uh, after the season, or he's got that second year with um, $17 um, with the the Brewers if that doesn't work out for him. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if that guy stays healthy this year, he's going to match. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I think the Brewers, they're going to need that in the middle of their lineup. Uh, The uh, also um, the angels are going to re-sign Matt Moore. Ah, 
after after another good season with them last year. They're going to give Matt Moore another another year this year. Um, our boy Joey Gallo mm-hmm. signs with the Nationals, so another former Ranger getting another opportunity. You know he's worth it. He's one of those guys that he's been around the game for several years now. He's worth taking a chance on if he turns things around. He's got forty plus home run power, and uh, you know, I mean, we've talked about it. We've talked about it a million times with Gallo. It's just the inconsistencies and the holes in the 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 strike zone have just done him in. Um, another former Ranger signs a contract today. Colby Allard. Former Ranger, great, uh, who uh, brought some cash back last year to make sure Sebastian Walcott uh, became a Texas Ranger uh, with the Brewers, with the Braves. I think they ended up getting Oda Rizzi out of that, too. It didn't really work out. But like we said, that helped change that clubhouse and that mentality, bringing a guy like Jake Oda Rizzi in there that knows you're focusing on pitching. Um, but, yeah, uh, some things going on. Also, real interesting uh, remember Miguel Sano from the yeah. Minnesota Twins? Uh, he got a minor league deal with the Angels today, which is uh, definitely interesting. I'd seen some winter league that he's looking fit, and you know if anybody can turn him around, it's uh, the great Ron Washington out there in Los Angeles. Speaking of Los Angeles, on the uh, north side of town up there at uh, Dodger Stadium, they're bringing James Paxton on board next year. Um, 11 million plus a $1 million opening day roster bonus. And there's a million dollars in, of incentives. He hasn't pitched over a hundred, under a hundred innings in over five years. So that's a, you know, the incentives are probably, you know, not going to, to pay out, you know? Well, it, interesting. Like a lot of, a lot of players getting like contracts, uh, second chance contracts, kind of like wheeling and dealing kind of deals with a ton of really good free agents still sitting over there on the market. You know, our, our buddy Araldus came off the. Yeah, that one. Chapman that came one off. Hurt, the, and the that market. hurt me. The Pirates are going to give him 10 plus million dollars. I don't think the Rangers were ever no. going to do that. Um, no. But. You know, one good thing about him being on the Pirates, they've got a really sturdy back end of the bullpen. Uh, midseason comes around and you need another plug in that bullpen, he may just be available. Well, and I think <clears throat> I think uh I think that's actually one one thing we talked about off air that, you know, it's a possibility that, you know, Rangers are in it, they're playing well, and um, you know, these guys, I'd love to see Bedner and, and Chapman both come over here uh, mid-season. So, um, that wouldn't hurt my feelings. I got one little last new little uh, bit of news. Uh, Tommy Edmond, who was uh, going into arbitration with St. Louis, got a deal worked out to get uh, uh, his last couple of years of arbitration paid for in St. Louis. So that deal is done. Um, and then, you know, other than that, man, it's been – pretty busy but at the same time you know um, keeping the fire warm enough on the stove for us to not freeze here in Dallas while it's been so cold well one of our contemporaries um, over at uh, one of our other one of the other Texas Rangers 
um, podcast seems to think that the the balance of power in the American League West with the Josh Hader signing has now shifted. Are you buying that? Um, was the back end of the bullpen a problem for Houston last year? I think Houston had one of the best back ends of the bullpen in all of baseball last year. Yeah, so, I mean, they lost one piece, added one piece. It's the same. I mean, I'm not – I would say that Josh Hader may be better than Hector Neris, but um, we've talked about it so often that bullpens are year to year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do I think that the Astros are going to be good again this year? Yeah, I do. I do too. Do I think that the Astros are going to have to make some big decisions next off season that are is going to affect the coming years of Houston? Yeah, that's that's a big possibility too because they've got three big free agents that they're going to have to make decisions on, and who knows if they're going to have the money to bring all three of them back, and who knows if Justin Verlander is going to pitch past this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do I think the Astros are a very good ball club? Yes, I do. I've thought that for the last decade mm-hmm. since 2000 and what, 15, when they made the wild card and they started making a push on the Rangers, we knew they were a good team. It's 2024. Most of the remnants of that club are still a- around with the farm system and all of that stuff. Um, you know, so the nine years has been a really, really good run. I don't think it's going to end this year. I think they're going to be right in the thick of the AL West. But, man, I love the Rangers' offense. I love the lineup. I love the opportunity that they're going to give some guys this year. And I don't know that they're 100% done. You know, things are still shaking out. You know, they can make a decision um, on Jordan Montgomery that goes a different direction than we want it to. And I think this club can still be okay. I really do think that they've got guys that are going to take step forward this year and it's going to help the ball club as much as bringing free agents in. And if they can weather that storm and get into the postseason with the, with the rotation that they could possibly have going into the, the postseason, you know, you know, anything is possible. I don't know that the, the the momentum or the pendulum or whatever has swung back to the Astros. Uh, they played dead heat baseball all year long last year. Uh, so I don't think that the that the Rangers have just like, just because of Josh Hader, I mean, Abreu, Neris, and Presley was as good as anybody in the league last year. So right. Abreu, Presley, and Hader is going to be just as good as that was. And, you know, I mean, look, bottom line is just like in game six and game seven, if it's a 11-4 lead mm. in the fifth inning, it don't matter who's pitching the seventh, eighth, and ninth. All you got to do is hold on. Right. No, I agree. I, I think there's a lot more to this than just one signing of one. No, one, one signing is never. I mean, again, last year when Verlander was a, made a decision to go to the the Mets, we were thinking, oh, man, this is going to be some 
fantastic rotation with Scherzer and Verlander. Mm-hmm. Both of them are gone by midseason, and they never lived up to that. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Hayter because I don't think it will. I think he's um, a really, really talented far uh, back into the bullpen guy, and I think that uh, he's going to be good for Houston no matter how long he's there and how long or how good Houston is at the time he's been, uh, he's there. But, uh, you know, as far as as far as do I think this changes like the Rangers are just somehow worse than the than the Astros now because of this one signing? No, if, if, um, I think that guys like Bregman and Pena and Altuve and and Jordan Alvarez are going to play as big a part in the Astros being good as Josh Hader. Yeah, and let's also remember that your boy Kev was not on the bandwagon for the Mets. I predicted that they wouldn't even make the playoffs last year, but that was not out of an educated baseball uh, educated baseball take. That was more out of me just being a hater. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, speaking of haters. Okay. This Friday, mm. January 26th, Matt War Pro Wrestling is going to be back at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, Texas, just south of I-30 in lovely South Fort Worth. Mm. Big matchup on top. Damon McCullough, Big Damo versus the ultimate hater, Mm. Rick Savage. Mm. He just can't stand to see people happy. That's okay. And, you know, I understand it sometimes, and I know where he's coming from. That's why I love the kid so much. But it's going to be a big time. It's going to be a fist fight. Those guys are going to probably fight out into the street. I have no idea how it's going to end, probably with a knockout. Hmm. Maybe with a pull apart. Who knows? I don't know how it's going to end. Maybe with a one, two, three right in the middle of the ring, and, and we're all shocked on who wins. Who knows? But this Friday, January 26th, at the Southside Preservation Hall. It's going to be a big time. All our sponsors are going to be out there. Starry's Ice Cream, uh, Big Dog's Hot Dogs, Kelly's Onion Burgers, and Martin House Brewing is going to be in the house all night giving away free beer. So come on out Friday, January 26th. That's this Friday, just a couple of days away for Matt War Pro's Brawl at the Hall 2. Yeah, it's going to be a big old time. Going to be a big old time. Um, well... Well, when you don't have football in the state of Texas on a Friday night, wrestling right. will suffice. Oh, especially in this, especially in, uh, you know, especially in this Metroplex, you know, like so, wrestling is part of, it's part no of, doubt. of, uh, of who we are as a Metroplex. So, um, there's no doubt. So, so we're going to put off, uh, the NL central, right? Yeah. We're going to have to do we'll that. We'll talk about the NL central on Thursday. If anybody was in here for Chicago Cubs and Cardinals and and Milwaukee Brewers and Pittsburgh Pirates talk, or as I like to call the Pirates now, the uh, Texas Rangers of the East. Yeah, yeah. We also have uh, the Texas Rangers of the uh, American League Central uh, as well in the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, so, you know, you go... You go out and get guys that just won, you know? I mean, Will Smith guarantees a World Series these days. Well... I mean, that's kind of the truth, isn't it? I mean, the odds are in his favor at this point. 
Right. I mean, he's actually an odds-on favorite to be in the World Series after his amazing. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, I mean, you get past some of these really top-level pitchers in the league, and, 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 it's, and it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll talk NL Central on Thursday. It's a special day in Texas Rangers land today, though. Well, it is a special day. Ours are our, our one of our own. Adrian yes. uh, Man, you talk about like whatever he did to get the sentiment of the people. Uh, he might, he did it in spades because not a single person that I have read anywhere has had anything but great things to say about Beltre. No one has even a shadow of a doubt that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Um, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, is this just going to be, I guess, Beltre appreciation day because yeah i mean that's what it's i mean it should be right i mean Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk about you know i mean like i guess at one point you know he he got 95 percent of the vote so there's 40 people out there that decided to vote against it or not put him on the ballot and and you know you know hall of fame voters i wouldn't be shocked if 10 of those votes came in with nobody on the list the you know so um I wouldn't say that Adrian Beltre is the best player on this on this ballot because Alex Rodriguez is on there, but he's the best player that doesn't have anything that's so damning against him, like a suspension or a failed drug test that uh, was anything more than just a, everybody in the league took one. It was supposed to be quiet, and then it got out. Mm-hmm. You remember that? You remember yeah. that in 03? He was part of that list, and David Ortiz was too, and there were a handful of guys that um, failed a drug test that was supposed to be kept completely quiet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if there's 5% of the voters that decided that was the reason to keep him out, then so be it. That's just what it is. But I don't think there's any doubt when you look back at third baseman of all time that you don't put uh, Adrian Beltre in the top five at that position. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, when you talk about third baseman and, and you talk about Brett, you talk about Robinson, you talk about Mike Schmidt, and then it's Adrian Beltre. I, I agree. And, and I think like there's a there's a serious argument that he could be better than every single guy you named. You could make it. I, I could make it. I agree. You know, like and I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just saying. Like, I could argue that Adrian Beltre could possibly be the greatest third baseman of all time. And that's crazy, but I'll tell you this much. Like, defensively, just if we're just going to talk about defensively, he was the best defensive infielder I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think that uh, if in the 60s he played at the same time that Brooks Robinson played, Mm -hmm. that people would be as amazed by his defense Yes. As they were by Brooks's yes. defense, because yes. I mean, I was amazed by it almost every night. He did something just, you know, either, you know, picking a, a, a slow roller up off the ground and, and throwing a, a strike over to first base or just watching him take the around the horn after they throw, 
right. and, and firing it back at the pitcher a hundred miles an hour. Oh my God! There was just so much to love about Adrian Beltre. The nights where him and Felix Hernandez were facing each other, um, um, even even his time with Boston and kind of being right. you know them being a good team and being able to watch them and and you know I mean he he, he jumped on everybody's radar. The moment, you know, in, in Los Angeles when he had that huge season, uh, he got the contract in Seattle and it didn't go great, but he was pretty consistent in Seattle. He mm-hmm. did have an injury that kept him out one season, but for the most part, I mean, he was relatively consistent. It wasn't his best years. He came to Texas after that one year with Boston and just became everything that the Rangers wanted out of a third baseman, out of a ball player, out of a leader, out of, uh, out of a winner. And that's what Adrian Beltre was here. I know that, you know, they didn't win the world series in 11, but it wasn't because of the contributions of Adrian Beltre that year. He did everything he could possibly do to win a world series from, you know, his three home runs in the game against Tampa early in the year to close or early in the postseason to close that out. Um, his big performance against Verlander and the, the Tigers in in the ALCS in 2011. And he had a big world series himself. Um, it was uh it was definitely a year to remember for him. And, you know, he, he was always consistent here. Um, carried that thing in 2015 to a division championship, uh, got some help in 16 and they had a real chance. I thought the 16 team could win a world series. Hmm. I really did. I thought that, I thought they were the best team in the American league and I thought they were going to play the Cubs and it ended up being the Indians. And I think the, I think the Rangers might've beat them, but well, you know, you know, we'll never know. Um, but, Beltre, his whole career here, we got to see him get to so many milestones, 2,000, 2,500, 3,000 hits, um, 400 home runs. We got to see all these great these great moments in baseball history happen with one of our guys and one of the guys that came here. And he came here by his choice to come here to win. And, you know, I've always been a fan every – you know, maybe at the beginning, like whenever they first signed him, I was like, they got a third baseman. Mm-hmm. And it took about, what, a couple of weeks of watching him play third base in spring training to realize that, like, ain't no offense against Michael Young because I love him and he's Mr. Ranger around these parts besides, you know, Tom Grieve. But, you know, Adrian Beltre is is quite a bit better at the hot corner than Michael Young was. And that's not Michael Young's fault. He was playing there. He's a second baseman. Michael Young was a really good second baseman. Well, but, uh, but Beltre, wonderful, wonderful player. I know we've we've all got tons of memories with him. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame this year with uh, Todd Helton, with Joe Maurer, another first ballot guy. That uh, a little surprised that Maurer got in, um, and then uh, Jim Leyland is going to go in with him as as well this uh, July when they have the the big deal out in Cooperstown. Well, I don't think when I think of a player. Like when I think of a third baseman charging a slow roller and I just think about like, like he's who I see, like the, the, the plays where he just bare hands it and looks like, you know, the airbender guy that we talk about, you know, yeah, like, Devin Williams just yeah, throwing it. like the airbender and just make the perfect throw. Um, you know, people hitting, you know, you see balls get come screaming down the line. I mean, if you've ever played third base in your life, like it, it's it's it can be scary. It's a scary place to be uh, for baseballs to be coming at you. 
And I mean, his reaction time, how cool he was. Also, you know, going to his right towards the bag, uh, making plays across his body. I just, he was, he's the best defensive player I've ever watched with my own eyes. And that's not just, you know, I'm not a biased Ranger fan. You guys, Bull, you definitely know that. Um, it, you know, you guys know I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just be biased to him just because he's a Ranger. I love the Rangers. I can, I can be a homer without like being like not living in reality. Um, but man, like I'm just, I've never seen a better defensive player in my life watching baseball and, you know, having seen guys like Omar Vizquel and Cal Ripken, obviously Alex Rodriguez, um, you know, on the infield, like, I just, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like, um, quite like what I saw, what I've seen from Beltre. So congrats to him. And then uh, Todd Helton, finally, guys, you got Todd, Todd Helton's in so we can stop talking about it on Twitter or X. So let it go. He's a Hall of Famer. Now we can move on. He, you um, know, I mean, he was a Hall of Famer. He, he was. He was a really tremendous baseball player for a lot of years and a hard place to be a good baseball player. And, you know, on top of that, I mean, how many other guys that's a baseball Hall of Famer can say, yeah, I also started games at Tennessee over Peyton Manning? Mm. Jeez. So, you know, I mean, not well, just a great baseball player, but a great athlete all around um, based on uh, just that right there. Just uh, He started games at quarterback over Peyton Manning. Yeah, and then Joe Maurer to me, like, uh, <laughs> not I, I'm, I'm actually not surprised. And, again, it kind of goes back to, like, I guess I'm just different with Hall of Fame players. I, I don't – I think the stats matter. I'm, I'm certainly – like, I love statistics. But, like, when they played in my time period that I was a fan to watch, like, for me, it's like I consider the Hall of Famers the guys that were the absolute best at what they did for a long period of time. And Joe Maurer was hands down. Like, he was the best catcher, hitting catcher for sure, in baseball pretty much his entire career. And, uh, you know, I just, whenever he was healthy, he was awesome. And, you know, the only other guy I would say, like, I could think of besides him would be Buster Posey. And like, like, I mean, like to me, it's just, it's kind of an open and shut thing. Like it's not even a, a question. So not shocked there. I feel like everybody that got in this year, obviously Cleveland, give me a break. Um, you know, everybody deserved to get in there. Obviously, you know, some guys that we want to see get in the hall didn't and probably won't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see what the what the players committee in a couple of years ago in a couple of years says with Gary Sheffield. Um, in my opinion, Gary Sheffield's a Hall of Famer, but he is tied to, you know, the yeah. Balco and all of that stuff. And it, it, that's never going to go away. And that's that, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know about Sheffield. I do believe that Billy Wagner will probably get in next year. Um, okay. you know, there's, there's cases to be made for a lot of these guys that are, that are on the ballot that are over the 5% threshold or whatever. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know that you can, you can say all of them are Hall of Famers, but I think you can make a real good case for uh, Gary Sheffield. I think you can make a good case for Andrew Jones. He's going to have the domestic abuse hanging over his head. Um, you can make a great case for Carlos Beltran, but he's going to have the cheating scandal of Houston hanging over his head. And then Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez, we both know their thing. 
And then uh, Chase Utley, I mean, you've got to make a decision. Was his peak worth putting him in over his lack of career stats? Um, And I don't think Vizquel's a Hall of Famer. Bobby Abreu, you can make a case for him. He was a hall. He was an on-base machine. Um, that was his job. That was what he was supposed to do. I know a lot of people have said they don't really think of him as a marquee player, but you know he was the best player on the Phillies for a lot of years. Mm. Um, uh, and then once you get past that, you got Jimmy Rollins. Um, I guess you could make a case. I could probably, if I put together enough time, make a case. Andy Pettit's going to have the steroids. Um, Mark Burley, uh, you know, I, I guess you could make a case for Mark Burley, but, uh, I think after that you got K-Rod, Tory Hunter and David Wright that hung on the ballot. Maybe you could make a case, but I doubt it. K-Rod is the all time single season save leader, but he took that from Bobby Thigpen and I wouldn't just put Bobby Thigpen in the hall of fame for having that record. So you know, I mean, you can make a case. He's a great closer. Um, maybe make it in someday in the players' committee. But I think you can make a case for a lot of those guys. And then uh, um, Jose Batista, Victor Martinez, Bartolo Colon, Matt Holliday, Adrian Gonzalez, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, and James Shields all fall off. Well, let's, uh, let's move along. Uh, I think we kind of – did our Hall of Fame segment. We gave our two cents on that. You know what we didn't discuss off air, but I think uh, I got my guy. Uh, we didn't discuss those names. Oh, yeah. Name got two more names to throw on that list. Well, before did, did we talk about with these names, do you have them all? I don't. I don't. But uh, before we talk about that, I'm going to give you a minute to uh, to figure out maybe if you got one. But I'm going to tell everybody about our uh, exclusive content because the guy that uh, – that, uh, I'm going to mention he's, he was on our show uh, over the weekend or not over the weekend that we put up yesterday. And so a new episode out where we cover on our exclusive content It's called down on the farm with the boys. Uh, Pretty, pretty hot takes on that. Uh, We have our top 10 right-handed pitchers in the organization as it relates to prospects on this latest episode. We also have our, uh, we cover the, pitchers that we got in the international signings and the interesting part about that um they were all right-handers as well so (laughs) a lot of right-handed pitching talk and then more right-handed pitching talk because we covered the down east wood ducks uh starting pitching staff so heavy duty pitching uh episode for down on the farm with the boys all minor league driven all talking about these prospects uh on the texas rangers so go ahead Go to our website, www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. Oh, one word still. Yeah, still one word. Or you can go to Spotify and you can subscribe there. It's only $1.99 an episode. You can make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers. Organization-wide, it would be the best $24 you're going to spend in 2024. I guess after this month, it it wouldn't be the best 24, it'd be the best 22, but we'll ride this thing out uh, until the month of January is over. So super exciting episode there. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of content, man. I feel like we crammed three shows into one there, and uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of 
research done by my co-host here. So uh, go check it out. Worth every dime. I'll just tell you this. Last week we did the top right-handed starting pitchers in the Rangers organization, and we didn't even get through guys that weren't on our top 40 list. Mm -hmm. There's one left-handed starting pitcher Mm. on that list. And the rest of these guys are going to be guys that either we've talked about a tad bit or you're going to be hearing about for the very first time this week on te- on Down on the Farm with the boys. Love it. A handful, a handful of pitchers that we're going to be talking about for the very first time. Love it. Love it. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be epic. So let's close out the episode for tonight, today. Um Man, Baron's pretty pumped up about this too. Um, actually, he's really more excited that Miss Rachel uh, on YouTube is doing the icky, sticky, sticky bubblegum song, not the icky, sticky you're thinking of. Um, he is uh, dancing right now, getting all pumped up uh, about the bubblegum song. So he's pumped. You're pumped. I'm pumped. Let me go ahead and give you my name, who I got for my name game. And then I'm hoping I'm getting the one that you were going to mention uh, just, just to be that guy. Cause this oh, is man, totally I don't think the there's a chance that you do totally off the cuff today. Totally off the cuff. This is a lot of fun. So I got our guy and he's, he's, he's my front runner, Isaac tiger. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac. He's a, that's a good name. That's a good strong that name. He's a, strong he's a right-hander. We talked about him on the dawn on the farm with the boys show this week. So I'm not going to give too much away on Isaac Tiger, other than he's a right-handed draft pick from this past draft. Um, probably going to start the year with the down East wood ducks. If I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were nowhere near oh, who good. I went with today. Okay. Good. My, uh, my name game for today is Yaksuant Vargas. That is, J-H-O-C-S-U-A-N-T-H. Yaksuant Vargas. Yaksuant Vargas. That's right. Man, so these names are starting to rack up. Uh, What does that bring us up to? Is that That's that's eight, right? So we've got got two two more more names. Two more names. So we'll, uh, we'll finish this out on... On Thursday with our names, and then Friday, we are going to bring you a list. Mm. Mm. Sweet. Well, I'm excited about it. Too much fun. We have too much fun on this show. Um, Baron had a lot of fun with us tonight. Uh, he's he's uh, he's still awake, uh, just hanging out with us. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on TX. Don't forget to check us out on social media. TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check us out on that website, www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. Oh, one word. Yeah, this is one word where you can ex- subscribe to our exclusive content down the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform for Bull Night, for the 25-pound manimal baron. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.